What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Second Take Podcast. This is our real second episode, Pastor Steve. I'm really excited about this opportunity to share and come on and talk and look at the sermon from a second take and take a look, a deeper look, really, at uh, what we believe God is speaking to us uh, as a church. And uh, hopefully it's a blessing to you. Go ahead and hit that follow button. Uh, maybe you're listening to this podcast on Spotify or you're listening on YouTube or on Apple uh, Podcasts. Uh, share it with a friend. Go ahead and Spotify you know, follow us, uh, Apple Music, all those places. Subscribe so that you can get in touch and hear these episodes every time that they're posted. Pastor Steve, we're talking about in Genesis 15 on Sunday about Abram and how God reveals a little bit more of a clearer picture for his path. Last week we were talking about, um, you know, sometimes how to understand how to follow Jesus instead of trying to lead him where we want him to go. Uh, tell us about maybe kind of, you know, what's on your heart and what you really kind of see in this passage and what it means for our lives. Yeah, it's real important for us to understand that God is leading us somewhere. First of all, he's leading Abram somewhere. Um, and Abram's kind of like, I feel like he's kind of trying to like throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. He goes, hey, God, I don't have a firstborn. So how am I going to have a nation that's made out of me? And I don't even have a firstborn. It's going to be this other guy. Is that what you're going to use? Fair question. Fair question. And God's like emphatic, like, no. It's going to be from a child that comes from you and Sarah. That's mm. how it's going to happen. So God reiterates what he's going to say. Um, he puts some more detail to it. And he says, this is what's going to happen. And oh, by the way, I'm going to give you a sign. He does this kind of weird to us, weird uh, ceremony of cutting these animals in half and passing between it as a way to to say, I am covenantally, I'm making a covenant with you that I am going to do this definitely, and I'm going to make you a great nation. They're going to be greater than the stars in the sky. Um, so what he's saying is, I'm going to, I'm telling you what I'm going to do before I'm going to do it, which is, you know, I think amazing the way God does it. All the way through Scripture, he he does what we theologians call progressive revelation, which means that he is constantly showing us more of who he is. And he does it in our lives as well. And he's giving us kind of a foreshadowing of where he is going, what this is going to look like. And we can only see kind of a, sh a shadowy image of where he's going um, until we actually arrive at Jesus Christ, for example. Um, but he's always kind of telling us in advance where he's going. I think the question for us is, does that apply to us? Mm. And does he is he showing you and me where we're going in advance? Um, or is it just kind of a random, hey, these events happen and you know, I want you to I want you to pick up on it and get going when when God moves in our lives. Mm -hmm. So I just think about that too. You said that, you know, God always kind of shows us a, a, a little bit of the plan. Sometimes he'll in this case, he's showing Abraham kind of a an overall view, not a really necessarily a next step, but more like I'm going to make your descendants the sands on the seashore. And these are this is a promise that wouldn't even be fulfilled in Abram's life, right? In his lifetime, right? It's just this bigger picture. What do you speak to that, and and what that means for us today too? Like some of the promises that God has for us that maybe we we never even see. Yeah, there's promises that that he makes Abram that are going to be way beyond his death, hundreds of years beyond his death literally over a thousand years before Christ comes. Um, and he gets excited about that, even though he's going to be dead and gone. Mm. And God makes promises to us that are a lot of those are very, very future. 
Um, and we get kind of all wound up in that and go, well, God promises that he's going to supply us riches and that it's he's going to give us all these things when so many of these things are future hmm. and they are heavenly in the sense that God is going to, you know, bless us with a life forever in heaven. And we have to be careful about how we pick up on what God promises. He absolutely is true to his word, but we also have to understand a lot of his promises are future, which should be exciting for us. Mm -hmm. Because when we think about, well, if all those promises are happening in this world, this world's pretty rough. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not easy to live here. And there's challenges and there's dangers and everything's at risk here. But eternally, everything is safe. And so it should be, our lives should be kind of thinking, God is absolutely reliable, and he's given me a place in eternity with him, mm -hmm. and I need to kind of have my focus there rather than trying to make this world nirvana. Yeah. I also think about, you know, when God shows us, um, you know, the path or what we should do, you know, the psalm says that he gives us a light for our path and yeah. a lamp for our feet. You know, as you mentioned um, before, just like a, a lamp, in the dark is only going to light up a little bit for your feet to kind of take a next step. It's not always going to show you the entire staircase, if you will. Right. So, right. you know, um, sometimes it can be hard to navigate, you know, what to do next or God, you told me that I'm supposed to start this business. I don't even know how I could do that. Now you told me that, you know, I'm supposed to get married. I have no prospects, you know, yeah. I'm supposed to yeah. go into ministry. I, I don't even, you know, I don't even, I don't even, you know, I'm not even serving at my church. Like, how does God show us kind of the next step to take? And what are some of the things maybe in your life that you've you've seen yeah. and, and been through? I think as 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 adults or as I guess as Westerners, we are again we're, we're very, you know, we can determine our future and we're going to go get an education or we're going to go get training or we're going to go in the military. And we're going to have these steps to get to where we want to be, and it's great. We should be praying and thinking through where God wants to take us. But when you look at your life, there are what I think, I think Henry Blackaby was the one that identified this and called them spiritual markers. There are some times in your life that God has redirected you, that God has spoken, that circumstances have been so big that they change the whole trajectory of your life. And those times generally point in the direction where God wants to take you. Mm -hmm. And it's not that he's telling you this is what your life is going to be. Like he doesn't. He doesn't generally tell people, well, you know what, you're going to get cancer and die at the age of 30, you know, or, or, you know, this is, these bad things are going to happen or something, but he does point us in a direction where he wants to take us to be the greatest blessing in his kingdom. Hmm. And those, you know, those spiritual markers are so important for us to look back and go, where's, what has God done to get me to this place? Mm -hmm. um, and it's so important that we look at those you know, they, they start really with, uh, for most people, their, their spiritual journey. When did God save you? When did, he, um, when did he make himself so real that you received the gift of salvation? But even, even then, when I talk to people, especially adults uh, today, we talk to them about receiving the gift of salvation from Jesus. I look back and, and I want to hear how they got to that place. And often it was, well, you know, I had a grandmother who introduced me. But it really didn't mean a lot. And then I got away from church. This is a typical story we hear all the time. And then um, some bad things happened. I made some bad choices. I got into maybe some drug abuse or maybe uh, I got into different areas of, of life and lifestyle that's far from God. But then 
something happened. And sometimes it's as simple as getting married, having a child. Um, there's some realization of life events. Maybe it's the loss of a grandparent or the loss of a parent. And you start asking questions. And all of these things, God has been leading them to the place where they have to make a decision. Do I believe in Jesus? Mm-hmm. And do I believe in the sense that I can trust in him and trust my life to him? Hmm. And all these markers lead us to the place where, okay, this is a big decision I need to make. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important for us to see that, well, that that God does in fact lead us and he leads us through a lot of these experiences to the place he wants to take us. Mm -hmm. What's your take on maybe asking God for a sign to prove, you know, what he's leading us to because you look at examples from scripture where Gideon you know puts the fleece out before the Lord and he says you know if this is really you God you got to do this Um, a lot of other examples through scripture but even here where you know God has to show a physical demonstration of what he's going to do so that Abraham can really trust and believe in this miracle Um, what's your thoughts on that and how you know maybe God confirms his his word today great great question and I would say a couple things. One is that God can always communicate enough for us to understand. And so, I, and I always pray this prayer. I go, God, you got to make it clear because I am not smart enough to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And um, so when you when you're, have a question, should I take this job, for example? Um, and you're not really sure. I want God, I will often pray, God, you got to make this clear for me. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's details of the job that I go, oh, I don't really want to do that. Or, oh, that that concerns me. Maybe there's people I would work for that I'm not comfortable with that I feel like may be hard for me to be a believer around them, for example. Or, mm-hmm. uh, God, I need to see some things. So I think it's fine to go, God, make this clear. Now, if you're looking for a sign, you know, the, the Gideon thing of putting the fleece out is not an act of faith. It's an act of I just really need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a little bit dangerous to go, you know, like people might say, you know, if I'm supposed to take this job, make the f- next car that comes by my house be yellow or something. Right. <laughs> That's kind of silly. Right. Um, but I do think it's cool to go, God, I just need you to make this clear to me because I know you can speak and I know you want me to know way more than I want to know. Mm-hmm. You want me to know your will way more than I want to know it. Yeah. So I think when you, when you're in those decision-making processes, you go, well, God, give me this, make it clear. And then I think you also look back, is this in the general trajectory to where you've been leading me? Hmm. Um, I was called to ministry. I was 39 years old. And I, when I began telling people that, you know, I feel like God's called me into vocational ministry. And uh, most people said, yeah, we were wondering when that was going to happen. Hmm. Because we could see it, how God was leading you. And we could see your involvement in different ministry opportunities. And I actually had done some preaching. And I'd been ordained a deacon. And I had done virtually everything you could do in a church. And so no one was surprised because the way that he had led me. Hmm. And the trajectory of the, if you lined up the markers, the things that he had done in my life, it was pretty clear that that was the next thing. Hmm. So I think when you look at when, you, when you're asking a, a question of a decision, God, what's happened? Make it clear to me in the circumstance, but also, God, show me, does this line up with the trajectory of where you're taking me? Because also, and I, I had recently, when I got called into ministry, 
I'd recently not gotten a job that I thought I was going to get. And it was so funny because the reason I didn't get it is the, the last, I was in the last interview and it was going to be a big pay raise. It was going to be a big deal. And the, the guy I had to get past said, you know what? We're not going to hire you because you're not money motivated enough. Hmm. And I, I found myself saying, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm, I can be more money. And I thought, no, I'm not really. though. Yeah. And he's right. And that was a sign to me from God, speaking of signs, that this is not the direction I want you to go. Because hmm. that's not who you are. Yeah. Um, so I think signs you know, need to be taken a little bit with caution. But I think it's absolutely fine to say, God, make it clear. Hmm. And I pray that over a lot of people who have questions about jobs, about relationships, because they're, you know, if we come to God and, and with open hands, he is so faithful to put in what we need and take out what we don't need. Yeah. Maybe from your own uh, personal journey, how has God like redefined, you know, and shown you a little bit more clearly the vision? Because that's really what's essentially happening here is that God already promised to make him a great nation and go out to, you know, the land of Canaan, a land that I'm going to show you. And then when he gets there, he like reveals more. It's like it's going to be you're going to have more descendants than the sands on the seashore and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do. So, you know, how is it that when you get to that next staircase or that next step, uh, maybe in your journey where God has kind of even revealed a little bit more uh, of what he was wanting to do? Yeah, I think in in my personal life, you see it as, well, I thought I was going to um, get a degree, get a job, buy a house, have a family. That's it. That was that was the goal. Mm-hmm. But then you get to that place and you go, oh, wow, this is so much more than this because now I'm, I have to disciple these kids and I want to see them raised up and I want to help them walk with Jesus. And so your your call gets more and more defined as you do that. And from a ministry perspective, I felt called into ministry and I really explored that call, really talked to a lot of people, very excited about how God led me through that. Um but then as I got my first ministry roles, I was like, I thought either you just you just call to ministry, you go serve in a church and that's it. But there's such a journey through that. Mm-hmm. So I went to seminary. I took a role uh, as an associate pastor at another church for like six years for God to, to grow me and teach me systems and to help me understand mm-hmm. uh, how to lead a church. And then um, when I was called to this church, I thought, well, you go and you preach the gospel and you lead the people, you love on the people, and that's all there is to it. But there's so many more stages to leading a church, mm. and God has, has given me opportunity, and the church has given me opportunity to grow in a lot of those areas of you know, how do we do assimilation, how do we do small groups, mm-hmm. how do we do worship. Right. Um, and that's been just a lot of fun as I move through that to different stages of my ministry here. Yeah. So what would be your advice for people that are really seeking like, you know, that I feel called to do this, but God, how do I know, you know, what my next step is? Or even, you know, how do I know that God is leading me down? Like, what are some of the practical handles that you can kind of give people today that that they could kind of apply to their life today in whatever situation or field or circumstance they find themselves in? How do we identify some of those markers and what are those telltale signs? Yeah, I think you look first at, and I would, I would get a piece of paper or, a, or a, a dry erase board and just start making a diagram. When do you know that God directed you? When do you know? Was it salvation before salvation? 
Um, what are the key moments in your life? And it could be mentors that have come into your life that, that really spoke into your, your whole trajectory changed as a result of mm-hmm. someone's input. Um, start looking at how those things begin to line up. And it also can be, when did I make mistakes and really get off track? And because so many people, I mean, that's, there's, most people will tell you there was a time that they weren't following Jesus, or even after they followed Jesus, maybe they wandered. And, and how did God bring me back? Mm-hmm. And sometimes those events can be really painful and harsh. And man, God really woke me up. And it took this to wake me up. And you start to see the, how God is, has kind of brought in the guardrails to lead you where he wants you to go. Mm. And once you look at those things and kind, of, and kind of see the trajectory where you're headed, it becomes much easier to see where God might be taking you. Mm-hmm. And you start to say, well, you know, I've done this, this, and this, and God has done this, this, and this, and I know he's led me in this way, and these are the people that God has used in my life. So maybe my next step is to take a ministry role uh, in a volunteer capacity to learn how to lead small groups. Or maybe my next role is that I need some, uh, some basic basic discipleship. I need to have a beginnings course or I need to, you know, you start to see what your needs are in order to take the next step. And like you said, you know, God gives us the light for our path and for our feet. He doesn't give us like a, 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 you know, a spotlight into the future. Usually it's just, I just know to take the next step Hmm. and to consider what the next steps could be. And sometimes we get worried about, well, where's this going to lead? It's going to lead where God takes you. Hmm. And sometimes to take the next step is the only step of faith you need for that day hmm. and to trust him that he's going to take you step by step where he wants you to be. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, how do you feel that this you know, story applies to, again, our lives today? I know that a lot of times we look at Old Testament stories and we're like, man, this is, like you said, kind of weird, like that God would, you know. It's really weird. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like split these animals in half and all of this stuff. Like what is that significant to, you know, to you? Like what is that significant to the gospel for us? I think it's really significant to us in that God, God makes a promise and binds himself with that promise. So the picture of walking between the halves of the animals is God making a covenant that if I don't keep my covenant, I should be split in half. Like, like obviously you couldn't split God in half, but I should be punished. And God is the only one that walks through those halves, which means that he is the only one making the promise, which means his promise is not dependent upon me. Hmm. So from a practical standpoint, man, I need to relax that God has this. He has me in his hand. Hmm. We get so worried about the next step sometimes that we forget that God is really going to come through. Hmm. I just need to take the very next step that he has for me. Mm -hmm. And I, I see people all the time, well, I don't, if I take that next step, then more is going to be expected of me than I can possibly do. You don't need to worry about that. You just need to take the next step with God because he's the one who has promised to take you where he wants to take you. Mm. And I think that relieves a lot of tension and anxiety. Mm. Um, sometimes we get in a hurry. Well, I'm, I'm already this old. I haven't done this. Listen, you just need to follow him and trust him because he's made a promise to never leave you or forsake you. And that he has a future and a hope for us. Hmm. And that's always need to be in our hearts, especially when we get anxious and worried and concerned. God is the one who made the promise. I just need to live in that reality. Hmm. I love that. I think that there's just such a great, you know, again, just truth for all of us to um, to apply to our lives. As where a lot of us, you know, in, in any circumstance, we're always seeking, you know, what's next, whether that's 
um, we're in high school looking to what co- college to go to mm-hmm. or what, you know, job to take or who to marry or what, you know, um, there's so many things that, you know, through someone's life that they're thinking about what's next. And even people that are, you know, nearing retirement age, you know, like where, where should we, you know, invest more yeah. and, and maybe people that are nearing the end of life, uh, or maybe have gotten a diagnosis, like how, what is this next part of my life? If, if any's left, uh, what does that look like? And I just think that, you know, some people are looking for hope in the midst of uh, tragedy, you know, or the midst of a diagnosis that, mm-hmm. that wasn't, you know, something they had never planned for. Um, you know, I know there's got to be some encouragement in this story. What would you say to, to the person that, that doesn't really see a light at the end of the tunnel or a next step? Yeah, yeah. I think that's when that trust comes into play. Do I really trust Jesus with my life, whatever I have left? Uh, do I trust him as God or am I trying to be God? Do I trust him that he does have good things for me future? Um, and I think that's where we really have to go. God, I, I'm going to be I'm going to be trusting you with this. Um, he's promised to never leave us or forsake us. I need to rest in that. Um, and I need to to be listening to how he might lead me mm-hmm. to the next the next thing. And. And what is the next? It seems like, well, I'm almost out of time, but is there just one more thing? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is just one more little thing. Is there one more conversation? You know, you think of the person who's maybe terminal. And is there one more conversation I want to have? Um, is there one more thing uh, I want to say? And in, in, in my mom's last uh, words, the last few things she said to me, she was praying for and asking about uh two of our kids and just some key things happened in their lives and things she'd been praying for. And it was so sweet that even in her last days, she was thinking and praying about those things that she was excited about, but wanted to know what has God done in these areas. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's just one more thing and that's all we may have. I've just got one more thing. You need to take this next step, have this next conversation, um, read this next scripture. Um, Make this take this next course, take this next semester. Maybe if you're thinking, well, should I marry this person? Should I continue dating them? It's a conversation. You go, I don't know if I should. Maybe you need to talk to a counselor, talk to a pastor. Mm-hmm. Consider you, you just take those steps until God makes it clear. No, yes, mm-hmm. this is where I need to be. And um, the confidence in Jesus to guide you, I think it comes from experience, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. And you need to have some successes where he has shown you this is right and this is wrong. This is where I want you to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but always be confident that he is so much better at communicating with us than we are at listening. Mm-hmm. So we need to hone in our listening skills in that. I love that. Well, maybe you could pray for us, those that are listening today. Yeah. Hopefully this has been at least some type of a, a seed of encouragement. And um, I hope that you enjoy this uh, series as well. Please go ahead and go ahead and check out this last message. Um, it's uh, on our podcast right now, and you can also, again, rewatch all these messages on YouTube. But, um, you know, it's really about having the faith to trust God with that next step and faith to trust God that he's working even in the midst of, you know, circumstances that don't make sense. I mean, Abraham is, or Abram, you know, he's 80 years old and has no children, you know, and God is promising this great thing. It's mm-hmm. literally impossible. And I think there's people right now, maybe on this you know, this podcast right now, Pastor, that are facing impossible circumstances, yeah. but they believe that God is faithful and that he's promised. And so I just love for you to pray for us as we 
as we close this time, hopefully this has been uh, just something to remind you from God's word that, hey, like God is working. He hasn't left you and he's going to bring to pass what he promised. And if he's stirred in something in you, it's got to be for a purpose. Amen. Let's pray. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you always are moving us somewhere. And no matter what our age, whether we're really old or really young, Lord, you always are taking us on a path to serve you, to bring you glory, uh, to know you and to help others know you. Lord, I lift up those who are maybe facing a tough decision or a tough time, Lord, that they would lean into you and trust you with everything that they have. Mm. Lord, you are the great, uh, you're, you're omnipotent, you're omnipresent. Lord, you love us more than we possibly could know, and you have the ability to communicate with us, Lord. Uh, for those seeking a sign, Lord, I just pray you would make it clear the decision they need to make. Um, I pray you would not give us uh, decisions that we can't possibly, that, that maybe could go one way or the other, Lord. Just give us clarity, and we will we'll be faithful to follow you, Lord. Thank you so much for Jesus and the future that we have in heaven. It's in his name we pray. Amen. 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 We'll see you next time. Thanks so Thanks much so for much joining for us. Watching. Yeah.